How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome to the Red Friday edition of Locked On Chiefs, brought to you by FanDuel for September 16th. Today we're going to talk to Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicle. I want to urge you all to go out and look at and listen to the Locked On NFL podcast with Matt Williamson. He does a great job of breaking down different teams and different games. He'll be getting you ready for the NFL's week this week for week two. And go check out Vinny Iyer for Locked On Fantasy Football. Go listen to him. He will help you get ready for fantasy football. All right. For the red and gold on Friday, there's not a whole lot of news going on other than Kavari Russell that got let go ended up getting through 23 different teams that didn't pick him up. Uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals did claim him. So that's quite a long fall for a guy who was drafted in the top 75. Yeah, I think that really says something. I would have expected him to be claimed much higher, especially with cornerbacks being a hot commodity uh, for a team maybe like uh, Indianapolis. I'm really surprised he dropped as far as he did, but that really does say something about him and the situation. Yeah, I agree. The the pre-draft evals, interviews and that must have must have set a lot of teams off. So, it is what it is. Uh, as far as the practice report, couple of news items. Spencer Ware is back at practice and I think that's a really good sign for this weekend. Yeah, anytime that a player comes back from a day off, it's a good deal. I think that he'll be fine for Sunday. I don't foresee anything changing on that. I think he's going to play through it. The real question, who's going to be blocking for him? Because both Laurent Duvernay-Tardif and Parker Einger are still not participating in practice. Uh, one with a concussion, one with a high ankle sprain. So who is going to play for them? Well, you have to figure that Fulton is one, Reed's the other. But the real question to me is, what do they do? Because I can't see them going into a game with only six healthy linemen. So... To me, that means that somebody's going to be getting released uh, to make room for somebody like Gerard Pugley to come up and be active for the game on Sunday if neither of those players can go. Yeah, we might definitely see a late week change to the roster and get somebody onto it that uh, can be an emergency backup. Now, let's cut to what we're expecting to see when they walk into that stadium in Houston. What are some keys that you want to look for? Well, on defense, I think you have to look and see if they are able to stop the run. If they're able to find a way to uh, keep Lamar Miller from getting a lot of yardage, I think that's going to be a good sign for them. They have to be able to uh, keep him contained if they're going to have a chance to stop the pass. You know, for me, my suggestion for everybody to watch is the outside corners. I think Philip Gaines had a great game. We talked about that with Matt the other day. And Gaines is the quicker of foot of both he and Marcus Peters. And 
there's a lot of speed on the wide receiver court for the Texans, and he's going to get a lot of matchups, probably against the uh, the rookie Fuller. But New Hopkins can burn too. Yeah, and that's a concern for somebody like Peters, who's not the fastest. I mean, I'm not saying he's slow, but he doesn't have the best 40 time out there. So that's going to be something to watch. I really think it's going to be interesting. I think they're going to have to shade the safety to help, uh, and maybe on both of them at, at different times throughout the game. That is something that it's going to be a difficulty for them to be able to cover them. But again, to me, I agree that the corners are a big deal, but if they can stop the run, it'll help against the pass. Now on offense, I want to see that they come out and and more than any one position group, I want to see them come out and attack with some aggression and, and that power that they ended the last game with. I'm really looking for this offense to pick up where it left off and not kind of slink back into its hole or need a, a start or kind of get warmed up. I want them to come out of the gate, and if they can do that, I think they're in for a very good day. I think the offense should be good. It may take a couple series, and my biggest reasoning for that is I don't think you can overestimate the loss of Erringer and LDT when you consider continuity on the offensive line and what the Texans are going to try to do. I think they're going to try to stunt, and they're going to try to mess the Chiefs' offensive line up, especially – if they're attacking two guys that haven't played with the other three. I'm hoping they come out and and get off to a quick start, Uh, but I'm just – I'm wondering if that's going to be an issue. And one of the things I'm really going to watch for is what's the running back split like? Does it stay like what it was last week? And if it stays like what it was last week, do they split the touches a little bit more equally, or is it still going to be Spencer Ware? All right, so at the end of the day – Give me your prediction. What's going to happen? If Kansas City can find a way to keep Lamar Miller contained, I think they have a very good chance to beat the Texans. I think their offense has the capability to beat them. They have enough weapons that they can spread the ball around, and I think that Brian Cushing is going to be a bigger loss than a lot of people think. And the fact that J.J. Watt is not 100% is something that is a very big positive for Kansas City. I think Kansas City wins 24-20. I think the Chiefs are going to give up a couple of deep plays, especially those speedy wideouts. I think Miller's going to have some success, but at the end of the day, I see the Chiefs winning 27-21 and coming out of there a very, very happy team at 2-0 and looking to take over the lead in the West. Yeah, and if they can get to 2-0 in the West, that's going to be a huge deal for them, and that's a lot better than they started off last year. They can't. They should be riding on a high right now considering they were able to come back and it'll be very interesting to see how the team reacts come Sunday. The first week of the NFL season is officially in the books and man was it a crazy one all over the league. How did your fantasy football teams do this week? The Chiefs pulled off a miracle victory against the San Diego Chargers in week one. Fantasy football is not just for everyday fans. There's new contests that start every week, and there's no busted seasons. Just pick a contest and your team and watch your score in real time. They got a couple of new wrinkles for you this year, too. It's kind of an upgraded experience. You get even more contest variety. Try beginner contests if you're kind of new to the thing. Settle up a score with an old friend if you can go in a head-to-head. That's always fun. Try a 50-50 contest where half the people win cash. And this week's... Sunday Million Dollar Contest is paying out $2 million total and two hundred dollars to first place. So last week in FanDuel, Spencer Ware actually won me a game. Get in there and see what you can find and find the contest that's right for you. 
Have all that fantasy football has to offer. Try FanDuel today and get up to $50 in free entries. New users who deposit will give five free entries to 50-50 beginner contests valued up to $50. Go to FanDuel.com, click on the Join Now button, and use our promo code LOCHIEFS. That's FanDuel.com, promo code LOCHIEFS. FanDuel, be sports rich. Now we got a really special guest from the Houston Chronicle, a guy that you've all followed. He is an NFL insider, gets a lot of breaking news. We want to welcome Aaron Wilson to the show. Thanks for joining us, Aaron. Thanks for having me. I, I want to ask a couple of questions about your offense and the additions you've had in the offseason. What have you seen from Brock Osweiler and the way he's taken to this team and the way the team's taken to him? Well, you know, he's assimilated to the offense really quickly. I know his stats weren't super impressive from the first game, but they won, and he had a couple of drop touchdowns. Really, it should have been a four-touchdown, 300-yard performance. There was an 83-yard potential touchdown drop by Will Fuller. made up for it with a score off of a screen pass later. But, yeah, I thought that Brock was very solid. I liked what I saw from him getting the football out of his hands, and he overcame an early interception, and, had pretty good command of the offense. They're um, pretty happy about everything he's done in development, leadership, and uh, really being assertive with setting up informal workouts that they did in the off season out in Arizona. He paid for all the guys to come out there, paid for all the meals. He was really uh, proactive about making sure that he got off to a good start. And so far, you know, he's one to know, and as uh, you know, I think proven a lot to his teammates. They're uh, definitely some confidence in him. Well, and they added Lamar Miller as well. What has he brought to the Texans? I mean, I know you guys had Adrian Arian Foster uh, a couple of years ago, but now it looks like they have a complete running game as well. Right, yeah. I mean, Lamar gets off to a good start with 106 yards, career high 28 carries. They sort of underutilized him for whatever reason with the Dolphins. He wasn't really pleased with how he was utilized there. And now he's in an offense that's going to, you know, use him a lot of the heavy workload. And that's what he wanted. And I think he's sturdy. I haven't seen him get dinged a lot, uh, you know, even with the Dolphins. He's about 5'10", 225 pounds. He's got some breakaway speed. I think that, you know, it's looking like a good signing so far. It was not super expensive, four years. and. 26 million to bring him in so yeah so far i think he's been as advertised you know another guy that they brought in that should really help how is jeff allen fitting into this offense so far jeff is someone that as you know he was was going to play her like for pain with the chiefs not necessarily the uh most uh body beautiful type of guy he's a you know bad body just a bad breath kind of lineman. Uh, you know, when I say that all as a compliment, he's a tough guy, and he everything is like a Chicago street fight with him. He's someone that really doesn't back down, plays through pain, and is very tough, and I think they needed that. He's an upgrade from Brandon Brooks, and he's got a really tough job because the center is Greg Mance, and Greg is just going to be entering his second NFL start. They were playing on Nick Martin, the rookie out of Notre Dame, or second-round pick being the guy, and he's out for the year with a high ankle sprain, so they had to put in Greg Nance, who's from an undrafted free agent, and so Jeff has to not only take care of his assignment, but he has to help out 
Greg, and he did a good job of that in the first game, but you know, it doesn't get any easier this week. Now, is there any chance that they try to put him out at tackle as well? I noticed he's wearing 79, and he's got a lot of experience uh, back in the day with the Chiefs where he could play both positions. Is that a, a possibility that they might have to go to should they see injuries? I think there's some chances of that, yeah. I think you know, they have to you know, be ready for anything. They have some guy named Dan Bushi that could play center in a pinch. But, yeah, he's right. there's nothing really wrong with Mance. You know, to where you take him out of the game. Well, I think the big rookie impact is obviously being made by uh, Fuller there. What can you tell us about him and how he's progressed coming to this team and being in his first season? Right. I mean, Will is someone that's the fastest player on the roster. Remember the four two eight and the four yard dash. Uh, he's always open. He's also a good route runner. He's not just a speed guy to run by you. He's pretty polished in terms of how he gets into his patterns. And it's weird because he can catch very well. He's inconsistent as his concentration lapses, and I think it comes back to some nerves. And, you know, he's someone that I think has a really bright future. He just set a you know, rookie franchise record for yardage and first rookie in Texas franchise history to score a touchdown in a season opener. So he's off to a very good start. Now let's switch over to the defensive end. And we look at, they lost Brian Cushing this week for the next couple of weeks. What kind of loss is that going to be on defense uh, when they're going up against Kansas City on Sunday? They have to take a step back athletically and certainly experience-wise. This is a big difference to have Max Bull in there. Max is a Ironically, I'm, I'm writing a story on him right now as we talk, and uh, you know he's someone that you know, I really think has a lot of potential and is a smart player. There's a lot of respect from the locker room. He had five tackles in his first game, one for a loss, and you know, he's someone that I think you know can hold it down. But yeah, it's it's different from Brian Cushing, and that's just a you know it's a different kind of level of player. So, yeah, I expect that you know, there'll be some things in space that he doesn't do. They may use other players, too. I think that Hakeem Dent will get a look. I think that they'll look at their special teams ace, Brian Peters, as well. And J.J. Watts coming back off a back surgery, What is how has he looked uh, in the first game, and how has he looked uh, coming back from that injury? I mean, he was rusty because he hadn't, you know, really done much at all. He missed the entire training camp. He had the back surgery in late July. It's amazing he's out there playing. I mean, the guy is not even close to 100%. It's not a danger for him to play. It's just a matter of he's got to get in football shape. He's got to really get comfortable out there. And now that he is confident in his back and sees that it's going to be okay, he can kill it, go and play a little more. And that went on even in this game. He had three quarterback hits, and it was, you know, one of his more unimpressive performances. He got in some wrestling match. He called them chokeholds from Josh Stidden. He got held quite a bit. They didn't call much. And, yeah, I think that, you know, I don't know if he's going to be back to his old self by this game, but I, I think that's coming. And, you know, that's something where by October – you know, he's got his NFL defense player of the year form back. But right now, the Chiefs are catching him at a good time. 
you've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a tailgate, and I want our style to stand out from the crowd. Just go to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's got all the latest fall styles. Plus, during Old Navy's colossal sale, you'll save up to 50% off store-wide. Did you say up to 50% off? I did, so don't sit on the sidelines. Old Navy has the perfect pants from 19 bucks, stylish dresses from 15 bucks, and comfy tees for the family from just 6 bucks. right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. We're cheering for Old Navy. High fashion, Old Navy. Valid 10-2 to 10-10, select styles only. You're listening to Locked on Chiefs with Ryan Tracy and Chris Clark. You know, there's being a lot made in the media about Kansas City going back to Houston for the third time inside of 12 months. Is the Houston roster focused on that type of revenge type rematch? Or, or is it enough of a new roster that it's really not a focus that they're looking at yet? Uh, they definitely don't uh, put that out of their mind for very long. They were embarrassed by Kansas City, especially in the playoff game. And, yeah, I think that does fuel them. And you'll hear it all week, you know, that that was embarrassing and it's unacceptable and all those sorts of things. And they did think about it. They'll also hear the cliches about it's a new year and blah, blah, blah. But I think the truth is, yeah, they are. Very motivated by what happened. Now, where is Houston's pass rush going to come from with J.J. Watt still ailing a little bit from the back? And and I understand that's going to take some time to get back from. I mean, you have Jadavion J- Clowney, uh, but what do you think or who do you think is going to be the uh, players that they go to to try to find the pass rush? Well, Whitney Merciless has five sacks in his last two games, including the three sacks he had against the Chiefs in the playoff game. He's on a roll right now. He had 12 sacks last season, three more in the playoffs, and he's working the rip move and speed move very well and uh, generating speed to power. I think that he's their best pass rusher right now, and including J.J. Watt. And probably you know, their third best will be Jadavion Clowney. And Clowney is coming off a pretty good game. Probably his best game yet, where he had a sack and three quarterback hits and uh, was, I felt, pretty effective. He doesn't have a great repertoire of pass rushing moves. He's just faster than everybody else. He's very strong. And they use him more like a defensive end now. He plays with his hand down in the dirt. and He's only 265 pounds, but he's very strong for his size. And yeah, he'll make some plays. I mean, he's healthy now. That's the big thing with him. You know, he's always been talented. Just needed to feel good, and he does feel good right now. All right, so what do you think? Who do you think wins on Sunday? Do you have a score prediction? I think the Chiefs, you know, I'm not feeling so good about it. I think they got a pretty good chance to win this game. I think they're 23-20. All right, Aaron, thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate the time you've taken with us, and you have a great night. Thank you, sir. All right, you have a good one. You too. All right, All right see you. That's all we have for you guys today. Hope you enjoy the game on Sunday. We're really thinking that it's going to be a good one. And hopefully Monday morning we're coming back and talking about another Chiefs victory. You guys enjoy the game. We'll watch it from our perspective, and we'll be back on Monday to tell you what we saw. Have a good one. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.
It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17